0: Welcome to the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness Podcast. Join your hosts, three-time WBFF World Champions and WBFF Royalty, Alicia Gowans and Stephanie Ayala-McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every
1: day. Welcome everybody to the latest edition of Queen Diva's podcast, where my beautiful co-host Stephanie AR McHugh and I are going to be discussing the latest advancements in wearable technology and fitness trackers. Yeah, and
0: cardio guys, like a little bit of that cardio and activity, right? Because that's what it tracks. Hello, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. So happy to see you, Ali, and cool. just love this topic because I feel like. Uh, just pulling up my watch here. I feel like it's just my weapon uh, every single day. You know, I feel like it's just something that we can, you know, really enhance our day-to-day life knowing how active we are, maybe how unactive we are. Um, And I feel like there's just so many out there. So I feel like this kind of question always gets asked, right? Which one should I get? Which one is better? And what type is a better
1: heart rate monitor or calorie tracker, et cetera. So we're going to be covering that today. Yeah. And I think, look, the discussion came about for us mainly because it's actually like it's not the be all and end all. And we will discuss a little bit about the different types and the inaccuracies in a lot of them as well, because it's really important we cover that off. Um, And then we've obviously got the gold standard, which is the polar. And we'll get into that in more detail sort of further in the session. But the reason it's come up is because one of the things that we often see with people when they're in a weight loss, caloric deficit, you know, goal driven to reduce body fat, they may have periods where they may plateau or where it might slow down. And it's a process of going, okay, well, we know in the calculated deficit, we've got you and there is no way you can't be losing weight. (laughs) We also know that obviously- yeah, we know What's that. Wrong a little... with this client? Why are they not burning?
0: Why is their heart rate not coming up?
1: We know yeah. that. You know, look, there are variables there that are really hard to quantify, like the reduction in need and thermogenic metabolism. So we 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 understand all those things, but oftentimes the easiest low lying fruit is, well, how intensely are you training? how are you even pushing in the gym like are you even pushing in the gym and I, what are you getting from a burn rate in these sessions so a lot of the time one of the yeah. good tos for us is you need to get yourself a polar heart strap now I need you wearing it in your training in your cardio sessions just so we can get a really good gauge on what your actual accurate output is
0: Yes. And the fact that heart rate is so neglected blows my mind. Like people don't understand where their heart rate is at, um, how much they are burning. Like you're saying, you know, accumulative throughout the session, uh, what zones are they targeting? What are they doing? Are they even trying like to challenge their heart? And I think this is a, a number one question that I, you know, tend to ask, you know, a client is, you know, asking how hard they're actually working their heart, right? Because it's not muscles we're trying to work here. I mean, yes, your muscles will be worked depending on the exercise and cardio piece of choice. Um, it's really more of challenging that muscle of your heart, like actually thinking of how can I challenge my endurance? And as you get better, right, Ali, you're you're gonna notice these athletes just not be able to perform those heart, your higher heart rates, right? Because you just get so much better as an athlete, like your heart conditions and um you actually just get so much better endurance and because of that it's like man i can't hit that caloric burn or i can't hit those zones um better and i feel like going through those will kind of clarify some of that for uh, some of you know the listeners here is going through do you understand the zones of your heart rate and i think this is another reason why a monitor is so important it is not just to understand your caloric burn but also knowing your output efficiency, because maybe something is more efficient for you than other things. And uh, understanding that I find is very key to work smarter, not harder.
1: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And also even understanding, you know, if I need to be at this certain, certain threshold in order to hit a burn rate, Knowing yep. what that feels like. So actually having a tracker and being able to say, see that oh my God, I thought I was working hard on this level, but reality is I'm still sitting 20 below, you know, um, reaching the next phase in my heart zone. All right, well, then I'm gonna have to dig that bit deeper. And then when you actually start recognizing what the rate is versus how you're feeling in it. The discrepancy can be higher than what you thought. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh my God, I was really not training anywhere near it. <laughs> I, I, thought I was trying
0: hard, efficient, obviously not. <laughs> You're oh, burning exactly. like 100 calories after 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, my God, I'm like literally cringing right now, while reviewing someone's oh. plan that there's like 100 calories. You could literally just do a few sprints and, you know, <laughs> obviously get that going. But yeah. no, if you. In such a low intensity. And yes, of course, there's going to be uh, different levels. You know, we've got beginners, we've got intermediates, and we've got more advanced
1: individuals. Uh, And of course, every zone is going to be different for them to achieve that zone. 10%. And look, you know, there's even interesting situations and scenarios. Like, even if I think about my own context, I have a really low heart rate, like, but I think we've talked about this on another episode. I have a congenital heart defect and I sit really, really low, like, and my blood pressure is really low to the point where nine times out of 10, Christos just laughs now. If we're in the hospital, (laughs) going through any of my situations where I'm being admitted, put on anesthesia, anything, they'll always do the reading, then go, oh. I think the machine's broken. I'm going to get another one and they'll go get another one. It'll be the same. Then they'll go, I'm going to do it manually. And then they'll be like, okay, that's actually really low. So what I find is if you put Jacinta and I in the exact same exercise, right? You throw us on a rock climbing wall or you throw us in the same training session and we're pushing same weight load, relative level of close to failure, um, you know, loads you wait till you see the burn rate that she has after the session versus me. Mine is so much lower than the calories that she will burn in the exact same exercise with what would be, you know, you deem to be relative level of, you know, effort, expenditure, and, you know, intensity. So it's, Super interesting to see, and I think sometimes you don't have a good handle on where things sit until you actually see the data and you can actually track it. So it's it's it is worthwhile. And I, look, I wouldn't pin everything on it. I wouldn't say that you know it's super important for everyone. I wouldn't say that you have, it's mandatory. You absolutely have to do it. And I would say there's definitely it's like tracking your food for some people it is a negative thing and it can lead to obsessive behaviors orthorexia you know overtraining a a whole bunch of things right so so I'm not I'm going to caveat it and say you don't absolutely have to have one no no they're just (laughs) but they're another tool in the toolkit um and they really have transformed the way that we can monitor our our activity our output and our general um I think our general, you know, process when we're working towards a specific goal, right? So we can maximize performance with it, or we can, you know, create a format and a blueprint for greater body fat loss if we're going into a weight loss mechanism. So I think it's definitely, they're definitely value tools in the toolkit. So what do you wear? What's your oh, oh, man. Yeah. I was like going into trackers, right? Um, no, I think so
0: going into a heart rate strap versus an actual, you know, watch band. I feel like this is like the biggest common, you know, question is like, which one is better. And I've personally used both. Um, I, like, I agree with Ali. It's very seasonal. It's dependent on the goal here. Yeah. If we're trying to, you know, have some fat loss and weight loss goals, Clearly, I'm going to make sure I'm burning more than what I'm intaking. Therefore, I want it to be very accurate. I want it to be so accurate that I want to make sure that I'm actually within those zones. So in a prep, for example, if I am dieting down for a show and I am trying to get lean, I'm going to be using a chest Strap monitor for my cardio sessions. I will wear a watch throughout my rest of the day, keeping track of, of course, you know, just kind of like my daily step and count to understand. Yeah, I just like my movement. Um, and for my off season right like I use a watch not the actual you know uh, band because I'm not trying to be so precise that I'm like oh my gosh that 50 calorie difference is going to make that big of a difference but in prep let me tell you that 50 calories does make a difference (laughs) and it does make a difference in accumulation so I feel like that accuracy does make a difference in my you know Consideration of understanding my own heart, how I've you know monitored it through different devices, you know whether if that's an Apple Watch, a Garmin, a Polar watch, and then even of course I've I've even done like the MyZone strap, which is a chest strap, and I have a Polar um chest strap as well that I, I I've actually really enjoyed, but honestly the MyZone was just. <laughs> I'm very aesthetic, and I I love the the color grading that they have in their app. Yeah, it's
1: they like do. Like it's like the orange
0: light system. Yeah, it. I just love not having to look at the number, and I'm like, yeah, I hit the red. You know, I'm in the I'm in the you know burning zone. Or so for me, it was just more of a um, just a a good look to it, and I really enjoyed you know kind of the app. So I did kind of stick to my zone for my last few years of prep, and then like I said, Apple Watch is just like a bread and butter for me since it is you know just a very easy easy tool and it's yeah I'm not gonna say the most accurate because it's not it really no, is they, not they are, not they are accurate. more
1: accurate though than a say Fitbit there is a higher level of accuracy yeah. than say a Fitbit I but agree. but yes there are some deviations and some you know it's just the things. fact that they have you know um,
0: to get software updates and all of that so that might change and depending on if you got version one through version six like I think that has a lot to do with it too so um, yeah I'm, I'm a fan I'm a fan of 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 apple watch i think that that's just you know of course something that matches my phone in You're a good aesthetically way aesthetically
1: pleasing to you know look you can get uh, like some really great bands on those like i have a Hermaze, yes. a yeah. band on my apple so it doesn't even so it looks designer it doesn't even look like a Oh yeah, yeah. i get the like metal ones right i get them like on amazon and just like yeah, they're literally great, they're great. Yeah. so a I agree with you and I think that when we're thinking about the concept of having a tracker or a wearable device, you want to think about it in the mode of okay, well, what's my purpose? What's my goal? How, how high is the volume on my goal? Am I dialed right up to a really high level of rigidity and, um, you know, no deviation from the plan every second, every gram, every calorie, um, every rep counts then yes, that you you shouldn't look any further than the polar, um, 10 heart rate strap because it's directly linked to your heart. You have the highest rate of accuracy there. Right on top of that heart. Yeah, Yeah. You're going to get that. Like there are certain exercises you can't wear it in. I mean, you can't take it in the pool swimming, unfortunately. I wish we could. I'd be great to yeah. see what the burn rate is. Hey. Um, and for some people, they can be really uncomfortable. So, look, you might not actually be someone that can get away with wearing a chest strap slash heart rate monitor. But if you want to actually get some really real data and some some solid accuracy throw one of those on because you'll be shocked at what you actually get at when you do a lower body session versus an upper body session. Burn rates are completely different. You're doing a steady state long, you know, long walk versus a high intensity Steph kill you metabolic session that she does. And, you know, (laughs) it's a totally different output again. And I think they're worth doing just for that level of understanding of where you're at where you're currently at and just know this too you can always improve upon them that's the thing with these things they're they're a mechanism for you to use as another data point to make progress 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 not always be i'm here to burn half my body weight in body fat it could be hey i want to lose a little body fat but i want to perform better i want to be able to run further i want to be able to run faster i want to be able to get on the bike and hit a 10k ride in so many minutes you know like Those are the really cool ways that you can actually then use these trackers for a different perspective. Um, And then as Steph touched on, which I think is super important, it's just general day-to-day awareness of what you're doing, what your output is. You know, like if the other thing that I think is cool about them is, you know, some of them have um, other data readings. Like we should talk about the aura ring too, which you'll see here. I was just going to bring up like even the whoop, right? Yeah, because. aura exactly like I have never taken this off in seven years now when they very first came on the market I had one of the very first ones I'm pretty sure here in Oz and um I've upgraded it twice since then but I've never taken it off and so I've got so many years of you know exactly and the best that's for your
0: sleep that's going to be a very great sleep tracker so these are things that we're trying to like (laughs) Ali said we're tracking data here it's to understand your body it's to really challenge your right. body to not be just wondering am I working hard enough and you really sometimes don't even understand or ask yourself that question because you're doing the work so you just expect yourself to be doing the hardest work because it's hard work and sometimes yeah. it is hard work when we're doing it yeah. but is it really the right kind of work you need to be in because I see a lot of people just in general, they burn themselves to the ground sometimes with this cardio. And that's why I brought up cardio from the beginning. And
1: this that's is the rings good because yes, it's your recovery. recovery. Yeah. So that's it, it will track recovery. So you'll find I use like three different platforms that feed into and give me data to make um, informed decisions and auto-regulation decisions, depending um. upon the collective data so you know if my aura ring is showing signs i might be fighting something you know there might be something going on my body my immune system is on high alert i might have impaired sleep there might be slightly higher elevated stress levels my hrv is dropping then i know that today I might swap across to my upper body day because whilst then I can still get the intensity, (laughs) I'm not trying to get my body and my central nervous system completely fried in a lower body session, right? So that data gives me the propensity for more informed decision-making around when to rest, when not, when to... I always think about it as... Pedal to the metal, full, you know, systems blazing or handbrake on, pull it back, you know, recover, focus on recovery a little bit. So the oil rings great for that. That's another tool in the fitness tracking model, but it's a slightly different one because we're reading more full physiological system. We're reading more. This also though, tracks my respiratory rate, which is another sign of cardiovascular health and where I'm sitting for my, um, you know, uh, you know, complete cardiovascular state. So, This has just got another really cool dimension to it, right? Um, You couple that then with just a basis of looking at your Apple Watch and knowing that, hey, you know, I actually walked an extra 10K per day because I was at some festival or event or whatever and I didn't sleep much those nights, my orange show me and my data has gone down a little bit. Well, it's I, I can largely say it's because I did more output than usual on top of my other things, right. So you just have the capacity to analyze what's going on in a much bigger picture. Um, I yeah, you they, have. that's the beauty, right? Yeah. Like any, yeah. any
0: device. And I think that even with the tracking of, um, doesn't matter if you're using just a regular watch or a chest strap or a whoop or a ring, right? Like all these things are just assets for you to yeah, add. Right. So you understand what is happening internally. And I think the more you dissect this information, you'll then be able to strategize, like Ali said, how to really overcome maybe some of that lack of recovery or, yeah. you know, impeded of sleep or really just kind of having shit cardio sessions because you're doing 30 minutes, but you're really only burning in a low zone and you're not doing anything. Right. Um, so trying to understand, right, how can I actually be efficient here? And I think going into the zones are just very quickly because I find that, that I mean, people that are listening to this topic are like, well, tell me the zone. What, what, what should I really be aiming for? It really is super age dependent, right? Like depending on your age, number one is going to really Decipher how high of a heart rate, you know, max, maximum heart rate you're going to really achieve or what your resting heart rate is. So, trying to, you know, first categorize, you know, young, where you are, where you are, right? Or am I older and knowing what it feels like? Ali made a really good point of kind of like the pulse and just being able to self regulate in a way without even a device.
1: And, you know, I brought that up is because, you know, have you ever, like, you would have done it in your training many years ago, I'm sure. Having to do an actual with heart strap on high intensity interval training session. So people say they're yeah. doing hit, and I laugh my ass off. I'm like, no, you're freaking not, because I <laughs> know what it took for me on an assault bike to get my heart to the highest level in Quantum that range. Yeah. The maximum range, that 1995 mm-hmm. controlled. Yes. And I literally fell off the bike after two sets, nearly vomiting everywhere. And, and I was fit at the time yeah. I was just right on the oh. i'm was i telling you there's no chance 95 yeah, percent yeah. of people that say i'm doing hit you're not doing hit you're just no. doing intervals That's if you don't feel like you're gonna vomit it, like you said sort of highest of intention an maximum heart rate that is not happening and if you were to tax yourself to that point to get the feeling for it you'd be shocked you probably have to try three or four attempts before you'd even hit the heart rate it's really it's hard to do it's, it's so really in the beginning beginning
0: of your stage of a beginner, will I see them hit those 90, 95% tiles really yeah. easily? Yeah. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, don't really realize that they're hitting yeah. those things. Um, but going through that, because besides your age, right, you can definitely, you know, of course, just pick it up. It's very simple. If you're 20, you know, heart, let's put it, put, put very easy, 200, right? Like 200 being that max heart rate, I'm gonna have a heart attack. If it's over 200, I definitely would, <laughs> um, you know, but anything, right? Like for 30, 40, 50, so on, so forth, it does start taping bring down so it is going to reduce as you age your heart rate isn't going to have to be as high so for example 50 60 max rate heart 150 right and yeah. i think that that's already like in a very high pretty state so um the older adults actually have a harder time um bringing up their heart rate
1: and that and is so- normal more trained then it's harder again, so it's like, oh, yeah, it is it's super interesting. That's the other thing, too. If you are an advanced trainee and you've been lifting weights for a long time, you'll notice that your actual burn rate per session starts to reduce because the body becomes yes. far more efficient and effective. Um, so it, it, all of these things that are super interesting. Like, I mean, I geek out on data, we all know this, but I just think the more that you have knowledge and understanding of how your vehicle, your body operates. The more effective you can you can drag race it. Do you know what I mean? You're like you'll know when to take it for a strap. You know when to take it off for a gas out. Like you know, let's do that. You know wow. how to push it to its limits mm-hmm. safely, um, but you also know what it takes to run well. So I think you know, invest in one if you don't have one, but but re- research your options. Right. Right. And I think those
0: target areas when you're doing percentiles, because I feel like that to me is a better understanding than just the heart rate itself. Like once you understand your heart rate max, don't focus so much. You, you can focus on your heart rate, but if you focus on the zones that your heart rate are taking you through, right. right. Understanding, you know, with whether if you're in that 55 to, you know, 60% kind of range, um, you're really going to be able to recover easily from these cardio sessions. You're not really yeah. going to be Um, tough. It's going to be, I can carry a conversation with anybody going into technically like a higher zone between that 65 to 75%. It definitely starts getting a lot more of like, you know, you need a a little huff and puff in between. You're like still able to talk and spit out some words. Um, But, and these are just ways to self-regulate even with your heart rate currently now if you don't have a heart rate monitor um if you start getting into those 80 85 percentiles you're definitely going to be like i can't talk to you right now <laughs> like yeah. this is like me yeah. just trying to breathe trying to make sure i can actually you know be concentrating not fall whatever it Try is to Die right now right. and <laughs> if you get those 90 95 uh-huh. let me tell you you don't want to puke like alex yeah. said a perfect exactly. example it's nauseous you, you actually do. feel like you're lightheaded yeah you see maybe little stars, yep. you know, and like you Chest
1: really burning, there's a fire in your lungs. Like you mm. literally have your guts behind your eyeballs ready <laughs> to at your mouth. Like it's horrible, but it's like, it's, it's scary. Once you take yourself there, how, how actually difficult it is to take yourself there too. Um, because it took me, it took me a bit. I had to have two runs at the sprint to hit it. And that was pretty good. I got told You're that was pretty good. There's a lot of people that literally fail it, fail it, and fail it, and fail it, and just can't reach it. But it took me two runs, two different sprint runs to get it. And then I did it twice. I couldn't reach it a third time. I actually was on the ground going, oh my God, I'm going to vomit. you a going Yeah. No. That's clean. a
0: true high intensity interval training yeah. session. No, not And that goes back into cardio, like thinking of how you can maybe bring up that heart rate to its max, you know, place and keeping it. How long can you keep it there? I feel like the more endurance that athlete long. you have, you know, you're not going to be able to do it as, as a beginner. But as you get better, you'll probably be able to endure some of these zones a little bit longer, you know, and you can start only... <laughs> if any, ever hit those 90 percentiles, because it's very tough. Like Alex said, it's going to be a lot to get you to there. Um, but it's really not about getting there all the time. I feel like so many people focus on, no, you don't have to. we don't. It's really more about trying to just understand how that feels on your body. Are you working hard enough and tracking it through one of these devices? I feel, um, of course, the sleep is just as important, but Understanding, you know, our day to day activity exactly. is probably more exactly. important exactly. because so many people that are sedentary don't realize that they don't even yeah. get steps in uh, their they, day. From
1: they it literally stress. don't. And this is where it's really cool. If you've got someone who's got an office job that's just starting a fitness journey and they have no understanding of their actual movement, it's a really cool way to give them just a basic benchmark to start aiming for. You get them to get awareness first. So putting, you know, a smartwatch on is probably the easiest thing. Even just a cheap Fitbit would be a great way yeah. just to start. Get the it. get an understanding of what their organic day currently looks like and it may only be like two thousand, three thousand 3000 steps now we know from data and evidence and the literature tells us that sitting at 8k steps per day is optimal health if you want fat burning 10k per day is where you've got to be starting at so if you're someone that's only getting two three thousand in a day we already know you're not even anywhere close to the optimal health no. range alone so getting yourself to build up over time. You know, as a coach, we'd probably say, right, let's just try to get five. Then let's try yes. to get six. Then let's try to get seven. And we just work up to the eight. So these these are really cool ways that you can use these cheaper to entry market points. So like your, your basic Fitbits, your very basic um, garments, Apple watches get more expensive, but the pros to these smart watches is that they have customizable faces, customizable bands, you can wear them to work, they can be, they can look lovely in a corporate environment, they can also be super practical in a training, you know, situation if you live in the gym like we do the downside of it the con of it is that there's not always exact accuracies i would um suggest taking off your data tracker when you do basic cardio if you're just wanting to use it for just a step count which is what a lot of people use it for take it off when you're doing your training session take it off when you're doing your cardio session and if you're a typist a stenographer you know you're doing typing (laughs) at work take it off when you're sitting at your desk put it on when you're not at the desk piping because those movements with the hands can actually stimulate a um you know a step process and count towards it that actually- you know,
0: the super in, and sometimes,
1: yeah i've noticed that and i am like wait i did not walk this amount today and i'm like i recognizing like If we know that you are someone that is like that or if you're a very super expressionate person in meetings and presentations, take it off when you're doing it because that might log it as a step when it's not. Um, And then you don't want your step count to be uh, like a collaborative of your total output for the day. You want your step count to be uh, separate to what you were doing in your cardio session and or your training. So take it off when you're doing those things or what you want to do if you've got a really good smart tracker is you will set it for the exercise you're about to do. So you'll go strength training. That's start. actually what I was going to say like, next. Like I'm like, Allie, I can't even, t- I'll lose
0: this damn thing. If you knew my memory, I got yeah. scroll brain. I'm, like, I'm like, i pretty deep in this thing office and not going anywhere else on me for the rest of the day. So that once the the thing comes that comes off the charger, it stays on my wrist the rest <laughs> of the day. So what I was going to mention was like, just, you know, calculate it in i do agree with ali in the sense of understanding what your day-to-day activity is to be way more aware and to maybe not have those um you know of course wrong entries from the data you know of the watch capturing that you're doing other things but
1: but but, if you add in right different activities i think that that was the yeah that's what you can use it for the cool stuff which is like am I progressing in my certain activity over time? So this could be something as cool as setting it. If you're going to go for a run, set it, and it will GPS track your run and tell you, you just did I do so like many miles in so many minutes. You know what I mean? And then you can do the exact same run two or three times in the week and progressively aim to get better at it. So there's some really cool stuff you can do with these two guys. And it's got nothing to do with just tracking a step count. It can mostly improve performance.
0: Yeah, most of these um, devices also come with an app, just to mention that, because I feel like nowadays everything is just ran through apps and um, everyone wants to kind of keep on top of a calendar and kind of keep yourself a little bit more accountable of activity. If you're not, you know, using a coach and you're trying to self-coach and, you know, really just kind of get some information and learn some knowledge and kind of understand yourself as well and just kind of gather uh, what we're talking here is just definitely using some way to track. If you notice, we always talk about progressively loading. We always talk about, you know, tracking sleep. And now we're talking about tracking your cardio calories, step counts, and all these things that really understand your body and will help your fitness goals. So you're not this hamster on a wheel, just feeling like I'm doing so much. I just feel like I'm not getting anywhere. Um, please help, right? Like we're we're giving you a lot of information here. We're giving you really essentially how we coach and how we, you know, train and track our clients. Cause I feel like this is such an essential tool to also stay on top accountable um, to make sure that people are working. Enough, right? Hard right. enough where they're not working too much. Cause I'm sure you have those right. clients too. Yeah. Like, 100%. oh my God, you got to tell them you you're need the to trend. stop. Actually
1: <laughs> 100%. And look, this is again one of those situations where if you know you have a tendency for obsessive and hyper focused behaviors and it's going to make you hyper focused on specific requirements of targets of output and then put you in a position where you're over training, under recovering creating a disordered pattern in a different way from you know not eating um, then it might not be for you and don't use them you know what I mean but if you are someone that can just take it for what it is which is another data point another checkpoint another tool in the toolkit then they can be incredibly valuable to you you know and as we discuss, we'll finish on this the ultimate what would be classified as the only gold standard based thing in the market when it comes to measuring accurate caloric expenditure um, is the polar heart strap which is utilizing advanced technology that is measuring direct heart rates directly on the chest closest proximity to the actual heart and will give you the most accuracy on what your actual expenditure is when it comes time to look at and assess caloric intake against the deficit and percentages set for your target
0: Yes. And on that, because you're mentioning their chest strap, actually the Polar 10 watch is the one that I also, if I wasn't going to wear the Apple watch, that one is just probably one of the listed very, very top watches as well it's a very nice interface too so it looks nice it doesn't have i guess as many probably bands obviously as apple watch out there right. um Amazon nowadays honestly has so many options though so those are the top rated and we went through of course kind of what we use from day to day um and just make sure that you do self monitor because you don't if you don't use a monitor. You can use your wrists. You can use your actual neck. You can actually understand through, you know, your sweat and not everybody sweats, but that is all sometimes, sometimes we can kind of understand our body and our thermogenesis and kind of what we're undergoing uh, from that session. So that's just another kind of tip that I guess we, we didn't discuss, but it's a watch. I find uh, such a useful device for my day to day. I Mm -hmm. use it. my year round and then I'll switch over to the chest strap for just like a prep when I want to be a little bit more precise
1: amazing well I think that's going to give everyone a fair bit of information a fair bit of stuff to consider Um, as we discussed you know when we're coming into a prep we're going to utilize some of these tools a little bit more closely and for shorter periods of time just to get accuracy checks um, but when we're not in prep, guys, we just, it's just a general checkpoint. Like for me, Aura Ring for me is just a general health and well-being guide. And if I'm going to use a watch, which I, I do have an Apple watch with my um, band, but I just don't always wear it because I don't need to be obsessively controlling my output when I'm not coming into a stage. Um, I kind of have a good gauge and a good standing now on basic data in the sense where I know if I'm walking the dogs for an hour, my steps are pretty comfortable. The day, I don't have to be meticulous, I'm to be hyper focused and obsessive. So true, uh, I love If I'm that. not out for the hour, uh, so it's fairly fair to say if I've been sticking sedentary to my desk all day on calls. I'm not going to have yeah. hit my eight to 10k, I'll probably closer to five, right? So oh, you will yes. get to that place. Um, but I, I think. Follow. Eyeballing your step, eyeballing your activity—I
0: love that you're so aware of that, and um, that's exactly where you can be too. Just knowing kind of what your day-to-day looks like for you. I um, mean, I hope this episode was good for you, and I w- can't wait to see you already, Ali. It's so good to Thank have you, you back not on yeah keep waiting for these We've, we're gonna get back on a roll We're we had a little downtime there but we're we're back on it and thank you guys again for listening always being such Absolutely. amazing supporters. and we'd
1: love to hear your stories about where and how you use trackers what you found works what you've loved the most and any devices where you've gone hey this was a game changer for me share it with us because we'll share it with our community everyone would love to hear yes. you too, what works and what doesn't um and we'll continue to show more of where we might use these items at different stages mm-hmm. across the course of the year yeah.
0: Yep. Love it. All right, guys. Until Bye. next
1: time. Bye. See you, Ali. See you next week. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Queen Divas Queens of Fitness podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Queen Divas Pod on Twitter at Queen Divas 4 and follow our hosts on Instagram, Alicia at Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF Pro and Steph at Stephanie Ayala 7.